And good afternoon, good afternoon. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. News Talk 910. You got legal problems? I've got all kinds of legal answers I'd like to hear from you. All you got to do is give me a call. The number to call is 866-536-1000. It's that easy. Pick up the phone and give me a call. 866-536-1000. Any kind of a legal problem you've got. I'm a lawyer. I've got David Brown doing research. We can solve it. Really, we do research and... You know, I've been doing this program over 15 years. The problems, it's the stories. The problems stay the same. We've dealt with them. 866-536-1000. We love the stories and we want to hear yours. Let's hear, let's start the show. Hey, Melissa in Mountain View. Len Tiller, Melissa, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. I am calling um, because we've had a little bit of an incident with the PCE spill in the Superfund site in Mountain View. Yeah, explain the Superfund site and what's going on. It's near Moffett Field Naval Air Station, right? It is. Yeah, explain what's going on. Tell us about that. Hello, did I lose you? Cell phones, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, we're having a bad connection. Let, let me explain. The EPA, the Environmental Protection Administration, the EPA, has a Superfund cleanup site near the Moffett Field Naval Air Station. There's a chemical called TCE, trichloroethylene. I guess it was poured into the ground decades ago. And now, if you live near Moffett Field Naval Air Station, there's a higher incidence of cancer in the area. Those, those naval bases all over, who knows what chemicals they had. They poured them in the ground. So is that what you're calling about, Melissa? Hello? Yes, I'm sorry. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. What were you going to say? This is, I was calling because it's not coming from Moffett Field. It's coming from um, off Wisman Road, where the new Google campus is, prior to Google. But, but wait, wait. There are, there are eight different EPA Superfund sites near Moffett Field. That was the Navy base in Santa Clara, right? They have that dirigible hangar, and you live near there, right? Yes. And the chemicals TCE, that, that's it. It was a cleaning solvent. Even the groundwater is contaminated there. Um, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... My question is that um, the EPA is saying we get our soil... Uh, you know what, Melissa? Uh, you've got... To, uh, we're breaking up. David, we have a terrible connection with Melissa. See if you can bring her back. Okay, Melissa, I'm going to hang up on you. We're going to try and call you back again. It's a terrible connection. We will talk about it. But let me get Dan on the line. Dan in Livermore. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Dan, how come you're calling a lawyer? Well, question is, was I served properly on eviction? Um, when I left for work, uh, I walked out at the door, and I saw paper on the, uh, on the lawn. I guess it was blown off wherever they put it. Picked it up, and it was my nervous uh, last step in being uh, uh, evicted. This uh, me versus the the landlord last name. No, no, wait, wait a second. How far are you behind in your rent? Uh, two months, roughly. And did you get a three day notice to pay the rent or quit? Did you get that a while ago? Uh, yeah, no, three days. They gave us sixty originally. Right, and we worked, we worked through that. Um, the last place that we had was. Really looking good. Unfortunately, the uh, individual was um, in the military, and his um, schedule changed, his deployment. Now they're going to go month to month. 
No, no, no. Wait, wait. Let's talk about where you're living now. You're being you're being evicted right now. You haven't paid the rent, and you got a three day notice to quit. Is that right? Now, but you tell me, is the landlord have papers that say if you don't move out by like next week, the sheriff's going to come and throw you out? Is that what's going on? No, 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 no. So um, what's going on now with the courts? We're, we're being sued by them. Yeah, 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 I understand. And what do you mean not oh, okay. proper service? What happened? Well, they, uh, I was under the understanding that it needs to be handed to you physically, not stuck on the door or stuck somewhere else. I found it on the lawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're supposed to hand it to you, drop it at your feet. But here's what's going on. There's a case going on, and yes, the service was improper. But you see, in order to fight an improper service, you have to make a special peer appearance in court to challenge the court's jurisdiction because they didn't serve you properly. And yeah, once you do that, and once you do that, you're in the jurisdiction. It, In other words... They served you. You know what's going on. They served you. It doesn't pay to fight improper service because they got you. You know, okay. all that happens is if you fight the improper service you'll, and you have to spend money with lawyers, you'll get a continuation. Sooner or later, if you're not paying the rent, you're going to get kicked out. Correct, you, correct, you, correct, you, correct. you got that? So, and we're also. Not, we're not trying to be jerks. We're not trying to be jerks. No, 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 no. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the other thing is, even if you bring this up in court, the process server will lie like a rug and say, you know, I served Dan. I gave it to him personally. I'll swear to God Almighty that I personally handed you the summons and complaint right in your hands. So yeah. what you got to do is, can you come up with the rent? Do you have the two months back rent? No, but we, we have been paying the rent, but they, they just want us out. We think uh, they want to sell the place. The landlord died. The sons took over, and we, we're just guessing they want to sell the place. Well, if you're behind, uh, wait a minute, Dan, if the sons took yeah. over... And you're on a month-to-month, -month, right? You don't have a written lease. You're there month-to-month, -month, and they gave you a 60-day notice, and you're two months behind in the rent. Yeah, they're going to get you kicked out. So instead of paying the rent, go find another place to live. You're going to need it sooner or later. You got it? Yes. yes. Yeah. My wife is scared that they're going to lock the doors and come kick No, no, no. They can't. No, no. The paper says that you have to file an answer within three days, right? Is that what the yes, paper? Yes, when did you? When did you get that paper? Uh, we got the paper online, and we went down to, um, we were going to go... No, to no, when did you find the paper on your lawn? That's what I mean. Oh, the, uh, the other day. Yeah, yeah, so you got to fill out the three-day notice, and that, the three-day notice is not even, there's nothing to fill out. You either pay the rent or get out, and then if you don't get out, they will take you to court, and I would guess within 30 days they can evict you. They can't change the locks, you'll get notice. They're not going to change the locks and lock you out. They don't do it that way. But you got about 30 days at most, and you better go find a new place to live. Yeah, we're scrambling. It's not, not the easiest, but, yeah, I kind of figured this, how things would work through. Yeah. I just wanted some more advice because, you know, you read the stuff online, it's pretty <laughs> some of it. There's nothing you can do. You know, if you don't have the rent, I wouldn't pay to a lawyer and fight it. Once you're not paying the rent, the landlord well, gets to kick you out. We so, can pay the rent, but they don't want it, basically. They just want then it save the rent. If you got the rent and you got the first and the last, go find a new place to live. That's what you need, okay? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Good luck to you. Let's now say hello to Jess. You got legal problems? I got open lines. 866-536-1000. David, see if you can get back the lady with the toxic. We can't get her back. We lost her. We'll try. Lady with the toxic problem, Moffitt Field. Call us back. We'll talk about it. Jess in Half Moon Bay. Len Tillum, Jess, how come you're calling a lawyer? 
Hi, thanks. Um, well, I'm. Uh, it's actually not the, the worst problem from some of the other ones that I've, I've listened to on your show over the years. But um, I'm actually an at-will employee at a very large uh, Silicon Valley-based company uh, that hasn't been doing that well. I've been there for two years uh, in a ma- in a role where I manage partners, so I manage external relationships for this company, and uh, I've accepted a new job at, at another company. Uh, and this company that I've accepted the job with is actually one of one of my current employees' biggest partners. Uh, so that's all good. Um, but I'm going to be managing the relationship with my current company's biggest competitor. So I'm an at-will employee. I want to know what, how should I handle this? Do you have any kind of Do you have any kind of a no-compete clause? I do not. I'm just an. I'm. A, I'm kind of a mid-level. I'm a senior manager at this company. I'll be a director level at the next company. I, I, I hope you're making more money. Absolutely, a lot more money, and back into the software business versus the hardware, where the margins are better and uh, everything is just much better. See, praise the Lord. Listen. Yeah. Just give notice. You're worried how you don't want to get sued by your old boss. Just give notice. You're not violating any agreement you have with your employer. There's no agreement. Um, it's not like you're the first Silicon Valley employee to jump ship and move to another company. Give them reasonable notice. Um, they may offer you some money in return for signing a severance agreement. Um, you're quitting, so they may not be that neck not that nice to you. Um, uh, but uh, just make sure if they give you a severance agreement that it doesn't say you won't work for anybody else. But um, you can't really, you know, you can work there, but you can't actively go after your boss's clients and solicit them. You got that? You yeah, can't no, t- no, I, I won't. I, I, that that but, won't even happen. My, my real issue is, like, I start this other job April 1st, and so do I wake up Monday morning and tell them, or do I wait until I'm in the two-week notice? Give them the two-week ahead. notice and tell them, you know, whatever it is. When do you start? May 1st? Uh, April 1st. April. Oh, April 1st. So, yeah, wait yeah. to give them two weeks' notice. And give them the two weeks' notice and see what's going on and be polite about it. And you're not stealing their clients. You're just working for another company. And do I need to tell them what I'm going to be doing? Or no. Do you don't have to tell them anything. Okay. But, you know, isn't it a small community and won't they find out? That's what I, I fear they will, and that's why I'm thinking I probably need to tell them. So uh, it, it, traditionally, you get shown the door immediately. Uh, and the, the, you know, the, they So if you go into your company and you say, I'm giving you two weeks' notice, they're going to say, get out the door. That's what, but I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen, yes. All right, so they, um, give them the two weeks' notice anyway. Do you have vacation okay. pay coming or anything like that? I have vacation. Okay, they have to pay you vacation, so you'll get that, and that'll cover you. And then you start working at your new job. You don't have to tell them. If you don't expect it's going to be real friendly, you can say, I don't want to discuss where I'm going. You don't want them calling up your boss and saying, don't hire you. You know what I mean? Right. Don't tell them where you're going. Say, no, I'm keeping that confidential. I don't want to discuss it with you, but I'll finish my job here if you want. If not, I'll leave. But uh, how about some severance pay, okay? Okay. But And by the way, courts don't like no-compete clauses, and you haven't even signed one, so don't worry about it. You just can't use the information you got from your current boss to steal his clients to take it somewhere else. That's interfering with a business relationship. But you're not doing that, are you? No, I'm not. I have no intention of doing that. No problem at all. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You got legal problems? I've got all kinds of legal answers. I'd love to hear from you. The number to call, of course, is 866-536-1000. My next caller, listen to this, Felipe, he bought a car 
and he doesn't want to return it. The dealer wants it back. I'll tell you, we got stories. Stick around for these good stories. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. 866-536-1000. Hey, Felipe, Len Tillum, how come you're calling a lawyer, Felipe, from Concord? Correct. Uh, Mr. Tillman, uh, thank you for taking my call. Hey, so um, what happened? I bought a vehicle on the 23rd of February. What kind of car? A, a uh, Jetta TDI 2013. Brand new one, huh? Correct, sir. Had okay. uh, just a little over 30 miles when, uh, when I bought it. How much was it out the door? Um, I be- believe the finance out the door was 30 grand. Okay. What happened? Uh, what happened was I got a call Wednesday evening from the sales manager saying that uh, he needs me to go in to rewrite the uh, contract that uh, was signed on the 23rd. Uh, the reason he didn't really tell me why, he just said that the bank would not finance the warranty that I also purchased for the vehicle. I get a call, excuse me, I get a letter. No, no, wait, wait, wait a second. You can get the whole car finance, but not the warranty, right? That's correct. Take the deal. You don't need the warranty. Warranties are always a ripoff. It's always BS on those cars. Your new car has plenty of stuff. I'm telling you, everybody should not buy those new car warranties. Consumer Reports, I just read an article, says the new car warranties are a ripoff and you don't need it. But anyway, please go on. Okay, and so I get a letter yesterday uh, from the same uh, dealership that uh, I need to return the car, otherwise face uh, penalties and fines for them having to send a tow truck over to, uh, to get it. Now, did they have a contract with you that said they can take the car back within a certain number of days if they don't get financing? Well, the contra- on the contract itself that I signed on the, on the back, there's the uh, clause of where they can rescind the contract. Um, but the contract has stated that it's up to 10 days. Now, when, okay, so when did you get the letter saying we're rescinding the contract? Yesterday. It was postmarked uh, for the 4th of March. Okay, and you bought the car on the 23rd? Correct, sir. So they put it in the mail on March 4th. That's less than nine days after you bought the car. So they did rescind, it counts when they mail it, so they rescinded the contract within 10 days. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going on. They're going to win this one. You have to deal with them. Um, if you don't deal with them, they'll repossess the car, and it'll cost you a fortune. Now, here's what's going for you. It's how, you took it out with 30 miles. How many miles does it have now? 250 or something? Uh, I, took, I purchased it with 30 miles from South San Francisco. They drove it over to uh, Vacaville. Yeah, how many miles does it have on it now? Uh, 400, I believe. Yeah, it's a used car. Once it, it's transferred, it's a used car. They don't want it back. But they got to work out the financing. So uh-huh. if, and, and they'll work with you. Don't let them give you financing where they're charging you 3% and now they want to give you 9% financing. And that's what I'm concerned for. Because but you got to talk to them. I have a vehicle. I, I, I purchased a vehicle from them in 2011. And today I have that loan still open. So now I've got three loans. Uh, well, I, I got to ask you, what the, hell, what the hell did you need a new car if you're paying off the old car, sucker? So the other, the other car, they wanted to give me a better deal, and they did because I was close to 9% on the first vehicle. Yeah. So they're giving me a new car, and this one is close to uh, four, four and a quarter, I believe. Are they taking the old one as a trade-in? It, they already took it. Oh, they got it. So here's the thing. Go talk to them. You don't want the old car back. They want the deal to go through. If uh-huh. they can get you 4% without the warranty, take it. You don't need the stupid warranty anyway. But see what's going on. They want to work with you because you just say to them, okay, you want the, you're rescinding the contract. Here's your car back. They don't want that either. But if, if, if they're going to give you 9 or 10%, you say, here's your car back. Don't fight them. 
here's your car back, give me my old car, which they probably sold already. Correct. So, you know what I mean? They don't want this deal to... Do they want the deal undone? Do they want to turn a new car into a used car? And then when I go to buy that car, they got to tell me all this stuff, which they will. You know what I mean? They right, want. And it's not just it's not just one car; it's two cars. Because on the twenty third, I signed for two cars. What do you mean? You I bought got two, two new cars. You got two new cars, and you can't get financing. Well, I got finance on the first vehicle. Yeah. My name. At uh, six, uh, six and three quarters. Yeah. And then they gave me another car. They gave me. I purchased another car. At the second one, I got financed at four and uh, four and in, in a third, I believe. Okay. And they want to take the second car back. That's correct. See what you can do. They don't want it back. Bargain with them, but you got to deal with them. And, and they okay. can't. You got to. Otherwise, they'll tow it away and they'll sue you. Deal with them, but don't get stuck with high interest rates. Are you saying to me they just couldn't finance the warranty? They couldn't uh, uh, um, of the vehicle the sticker price of almost sixty thousand. They couldn't finance uh, one thousand nine hundred ninety five for the warranty. That's correct. Dump the warranty. You don't need it. You don't need uh -huh. it. You got it. They yeah. want this deal to go through. I'm telling you, everybody out there, don't buy those warranties. You got a new car. It's good for two or three years. I'm telling warranties are sucker bets. I'm telling you right now. So says Consumer Reports. Okay. Say goodbye to the warranty. Save yourself a grand. Drive off with your car. Don't fight with them. You'll lose it, and they'll take your car away at night. Call them up and deal with them. Okay. Right. Understand, Felipe, your what's your power? What's the strength you've got in this negotiation? You tell well, I me. Have both, I have both vehicles. And they don't want them back. Okay. They can't take them in the middle of the night. You understand? Right. But uh, they don't want them back. They want this deal to go through, and you don't want to get screwed with some new high interest rate. Got it? And the dates uh, from the purchase date to the date that they that it's postmarked. That, that's yeah, still, when, when uh, they send you a letter, when they mail it when, it, when they rescind the contract, the contract law says it's when the letter gets put in the mail. So if they mailed it on March 4th and you bought it on the 23rd, that's within 10 days. Don't fight with them on that. They got the lawyers. You don't. Deal yeah. with the prices, okay? I got, I got, I got two. I can't hear you. You got what? Cell phones. Everybody's breaking up here. Those damn cell phones. You want to talk to me? I'll take a cell phone. Can't be choosing in this biz. Everybody's got cell phones. The number to call is 866-536-1000. When I get back, can you new landlord, we got these rotten landlords, change the lease in the middle of the lease? We're going to talk about that. Tell you it's a good story. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Len Tillum. News Talk 910, I'm a lawyer. You got legal problems? I'm here till 4. I've got some open lines. Love to hear from you. We love those stories. 866-536-1000. Call in now. Christina in Daly City. Len Tillum, Christina, why are you calling a lawyer? Thank you for taking my call. Um, my mother, who's 73, is living in an assisted living uh, facility. And at the time that we bought into that or, you know, signed up for that. Uh, we signed a two-year contract with them. Yeah, it's like a rate. lease. Yeah, it's like a lease. You live there. It's assisted living. They provide meals. You pay the rent. You get this room. It's the same as a lease. Go ahead. Right. And it's supposed to be all-inclusive, so it would have, you know, meals and pill um, administration and so on. Um, and also, they had a variety of rooms which were of different levels. So the one that we picked for her was one of the nicer rooms that had an out, um, it led out to the patio and all this stuff. So Right. And she's been there 18 months? Correct. And what's and the her, problem now? So 
So they've changed ownership. The previous place um, filed for bankruptcy or, or got foreclosed on, and so this new investment company basically took over. Mm-hmm. So um, we had a family meeting with the head of that particular organization, and she said that we're moving your mom, and there was no discussion about it. Wait, um, wait, We're going to move, move her to another room. Hold it a second. Did you say my mother has a lease? Because when you have a lease, the owner, the new owner can't change. You have a contract, a lease. You know, well, that's, it, that's what I thought, and I brought that up with her. I said, you know, we have a lease that says that she's in this room and for a certain time. What they're doing is they're converting her entire floor to a memory care Hold, hold it a second. Hold it a second. Yes. The new owner cannot, I'm telling you the law, and you can call the ombudsman and make trouble for them. The good news is your mother has a contract, and she gets to yeah. live there for another you know, six months. She's, got, she's been there 18. She's under a two-year lease. The owner cannot kick her out. She gets, unless the lease says we can move you to a comparable room. Does the lease say that? I will have to check more closely, but um, I, I don't... When, when you said to the woman, like when you that. said to the, new, the woman who works for these, you know, these investment yeah. companies, the bean counters, all of a sudden they're going to start exactly. counting the cookies and the food's going to get crappy. Watch and see. I know what happens with these investment bankers. I hate them all. So, yeah, really, you know, they'll screw everything up and just to make money and to hell with the residents... But, well, and all, her whole conversation was about money. It was never about how to take care of Exactly. The, so you say to her, you're not moving my mother. and let, You better read the lease. Because um, the new owner, the new owner, when it, you buy a place like that, you buy it, even if they were in foreclosure, you buy it subject to all the existing leases. If it went through bankruptcy and they were trying to terminate your mother's lease, your mother would have got a notice from the bankruptcy court. And she never got that, did she? No, she never did. In fact, I brought that up. I said, first of all, you're you're suggesting a mover in two weeks. That's not even thirty days' notice, and at least that which should have been given. We've get, been given. Wait, did no you say to her? Did you say to her what about the lease? Yes, I did. And I what did she that. say? She said, "Well, it's our plan here to convert her floor, so those rooms are no longer going to be available to um, the residents who don't need the memory care." You say to her. You say to her, she is not moving unless, you know, maybe they'll give you the new room. They want you out and they'll give you another six months free in the new room. Something like that. So you got- here's, here's something I'm wondering, though. If we force the issue and she stays in that room, can they put due construction all around her and just make her miserable for the time that that's called? That's a constructive eviction. And you could sue them for that. They're not allowed to do that. They can't start banging and doing that. The lease had implied in the leases they'll give you a quiet place to live, and this is the way it looks. They can't all of a sudden turn into a construction zone. If they do, you can sue them. By the way, the bad, here's the bad news. At the end of the lease, when the two years are up, they can change it, or they could refuse to renew the lease and make her move out. They can't change the deal now. So your power, you can negotiate with them and get some stuff at it. You'll move, but you want a nicer room or you want less rent or, you know, you want to. We tried to do that, and she said there are only two rooms because we're at 100% capacity. And I said, so how long have you known that you were planning on changing these things? She said, well, it just had been approved last week, but we knew for six weeks. I said, so when you were at 75% capacity, you could have let us know, and at least we would have had some options on the room, but instead you didn't do any of those things. So this isn't even in good faith what you're doing. Exactly. Christina, the room room they're offering you, your mother, is it just as good as the one she's got now? No, it's not. It's looking at the rooftop across the way. The other one that that they had offered is looking at a carport. 
So you tell them, we're not moving unless you lower the rent or you give us some deal or you work something out. Get hard-assed with her right away. You say, look, if you try and move her, I'm calling the ombudsman. I spoke to Len Tillum. I'm going to name you on the radio. You're breaking all kinds of rules. It's elder abuse. Throw that stuff out there. I'll help you. Call me back after you talk to her. Where do I um, find this ombudsman? Uh, O-M-B-U-D-S-M-A-N. The ombudsman is like the Lone Ranger. They see problems in senior care facilities. They, they're volunteers who work at the county. They got a lot of clout. What county is your mother in? Oakland? Alameda County? Yeah, Alameda. Uh-huh. Look up the Alameda County Ombudsman. Google it. Okay. And they will help okay. you for free. You got that? Okay, I will. I really appreciate it. And there's another call. place you can call. It's, I okay. think it's Canner. It's California Advocates for Nursing Home Reform. C-A-N, California, California Advocates for and N-H-R, C-A-N-H-R, Canner, dot org. And, and they really do a good job, and they'll know where people who can help you also. Okay? Canner. Okay. Uh, I All right. really and wait. It. David's got it. Yeah. Alameda Ombudsman. You ready? David okay. Brown, he yeah. is so fast. I got I, num- I got numbers up the kazoo here. <laughs> Thank you, I'm David. Impressed. Me too. I'm impressed also. Alameda Ombudsman. This is local radio. You know, I'm not coming to you from Atlanta. This is local radio. Exactly. 510-638-6878. So one Wait, wait, wait. I got more. You got that first 510-638-6878 and Canner, C A N H R 800 474. Ready? C-A-N-H-R. 474. 800-474-1116. 11-16. So if we decide to take her out of there because we're concerned about anything, can we say as part of breaking the lease, um, you guys should have to pay for the Yes, you can say, look, we're not happy with that. We're not moving her. You're going to have a problem. You want us out? We're going to move out, but you're going to have to pay for the move or else buy out. the. Ask them for ten grand. you have got them over, the, over a barrel. They can't just throw her out. Talk to the ombudsman and canner. Once you get that. tough like that, that little efficient lady who walked in with the folders, that bitch who works for the you know, investment company who's trying to screw everybody, that's what she is. She won't be so tough anymore, that snippy bitch. You got it? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Did I, did I get her number or not, right? Totally. That's yes. how my mom even called her that, and she's not that judgmental. So yeah, well, I, I am. There you go. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> ones who work, it, it's the same one. They're the ones who come in when these investment bankers, you know, these these, these guys, these, these Bain Capital Romney types, when they come in and they buy all these companies and they fire everybody and they make lousy working conditions. That's what she is, you know. Right. And they're not a they're not a senior care facility. They're an, an investment firm. So yeah, 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 yeah. And this woman totally drank different. the Kool Aid. She wants profit. Screw your mother. You know. Exactly. There exactly. you go. All right. All right. Well, thanks so much. You're welcome. I get to rant and rave a lot. Who wouldn't love having their own radio show like this? Eight six six five three six one thousand. Mark in Gilroy. Len Tiller. Mark, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. I um I had my took my dog for a walk about two weeks ago off leash, and as I walked outside, my neighbor was leaving from the the next door house, and and we have a common lawn, and he ran out there and started barking at her and came up behind her, and from what I saw, it looked like his nose just kind of gooshed her in the backside, mm-hmm. and um, she kind of jumped a little bit. She didn't say anything, 
Mm-hmm. She didn't grab her backside, you know, and rub it or anything like that. And um, the next day, my wife was out in front, and she came up to her in, in broken English and said, your dog bit me, and uh, proceeded to, to sort of pull her jeans down a little bit to show a, a supposed bite mark and um, showed her a picture that there was blood. So my wife immediately was, was, was flabbergasted because the dog has never done anything like that. In fact, right, And you have a yellow lab, right? Yes, sir. I, I, yeah, I know. Yellow Labs retrieve its friendly dogs, but your dog was off-leash, and any dog gets, you know, territorial and aggressive. Wait, you're making it sound like you don't think your dog bit this woman. Is that right? Yeah, I do not think he bit her, because she didn't, she didn't say, ouch. She didn't say, um, you know, your dog bit me. She didn't rub her side or anything, and then it was the next day she came to my wife and showed her pictures of it. And, wait, 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 wait. How much? So, wait a minute. Does she want some money from you? Well, she brought over a medical bill for a tetanus shot that she got for, for $300. You know what? And, and, and she had her daughter, um, she, her, she came with her daughter. And this is your next-door neighbor? Yes. Here's my she advice. Said, her, her, her daughter said, um, here, my mom wants you to pay this bill. Okay, yeah. here's my advice. My, my, wife can't, my wife can't remember what she told her when she was out front. If she said she did offer to buy her new jeans because she Mark, bite Mark, 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 I got it. Yeah. Quiet. I'm ready to give you the decision. Shut up and pay the 300 bucks. Just shut up and listen to me. Listen to me. I Don't tell me your story about jeans and you didn't see the dog bit anymore. You are strictly liable. That means your dog bit somebody, you're responsible. And your dog was off leash, right? So you're going to go into court and say, I didn't see my dog bite her or something like that. And this woman's going to say in court... Look, here's a doctor bill for tetanus shot the same day. Here's a picture of my ass or whatever it is. You got it. You're going to lose. And you're going to get with 300 bucks. And this woman lives I'm next. Not, I'm not, I don't have a problem with the $300. But is that an admission of guilt? And now she could bring a suit against me. No, but here's, well, let me go through that. Okay. First of all, I, let me finish because she's your next door neighbor and you don't want her to hate you. So right. if you don't pay her, she'll sue you. She'll show the photograph of, a photograph of the bite on her rear end and you're going to lose. When you pay off to settle, it is not an offer to settle a case is not an admission of guilt. And an offer to pay for medical expenses doesn't mean you're liable. When the courts want cases to settle. So if you get in an accident and maybe liability is in question or if your dog bites somebody and you don't know if they did and you say, look, just don't sue me, I'll pay the medical bills, that is not an admission of guilt and it is not admissible in court as evidence against you. You got that? So my point, here's how I would handle this. I'm telling you right now, it'll be cheaper. She's your neighbor. You want to say, I'm sorry this happened. Don't accuse her of lying. How much of the medical bills? Here's $300. I'll pay it. Don't report it to your insurance company. Pay it. Shut up and be friendly at your next door neighbor. You'll be better off. Cool. You got it? Thank you. And don't question her veracity or her truthfulness. Just pay it and apologize. And next time you walk your dog, keep it on leash. I'm going to do it. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Really. I've got retrievers. I always talk how gentle they are. Sometimes they get weird. Any dog does. Pit bulls, retrievers, they're dogs. They're territorial. So it goes. All right. Hello, Tony in San Leandro? Yes, sir. Len Tillum, how come you're calling a lawyer, Tony? Hi. Yesterday, my mom dropped off a uh, paper in my mailbox, which uh, which is like in uh, from a collection agency that says from 2002, I financed an 85 BMW and I still owe owe money on it, and now they're coming after me. When did you pay the car off? 
I paid it off like six months after I bought the car in, uh, I think, in 2002 because I went to the military in 03. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, here it is over 10 years later. This is a ripoff. First of all, here's how you handle it. Uh-huh. You, you write them a letter and you say the loan was paid off. And by the way, and you also say even if the loan wasn't paid off, it is not legally enforcement enforceable because this is a written contract. And to sue you on this contract, if you didn't pay, I'm not saying that, but if they, let's say you didn't pay, they have yes. to sue you within four years from the time you made the last payment. Oh, thank you so, so there's much. a four-year oh, statute of limitations. So what you want to do is write them a letter and just say the loan was paid off, and no matter what, there's a four-year statute of limitation, and if you claim anything against me again, I'm going to sue you. This is what I want you to put in. They can't do this. It's a BS claim, and they know it. Oh, thank you. It's BS, and they're just and you just but you put this in the letter. I will sue you for violating. You got a pencil, Tony? I'm writing it down, sir. I will sue sue you you for violating the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Fair Fair. Debt Collection Practices Act. And each the F, the D, the C, the P, and the A are alphabet are uh, capitalized. Got it. All right. Practices. Act. And you know what, sir? Yeah. You know, even two years ago, I pulled up all of my, you know, you pull your credit up. These, this never, ever, ever came up. In fact, I went to my room to check my files. I, this never came up at all. This is, shows there are these ripoff places that collect debts, and oh, they find suckers who pay it off. Look, you were already sweating and worried about it because you're an I, honest I, guy. Not, it is not in my DNA not to pay my bills. And, and I called this lady. She wouldn't even talk to me. She goes, you have to get an attorney. She's full of crap. They're not going to sue you. Send them a letter. End of story, okay? Oh, thank you, and have a beautiful day. You made there, my day. There you go. So easy. Stick around. We got more. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. Good show today. Some good calls. I hope you learned something. By the way, if you can't get through or if the lines are busy, you can send me an email. You go to lentillum.com, L-E-N-T-I-L-L-E-M, lentillum.com, and we'll answer them, especially the stuff we do. You know, we do trusts and estates, elder law, who gets your stuff when you die, dynasty trust to protect your children, Medi-Cal planning. We work with Jim Gagan. We do elder abuse personal injury work, any of those questions, uh, questions on asbestos exposure, Jim Gagan will handle those. We'll answer all those emails, lentillum.com, lots of other ones too, and I read some on the air. And this is appropriate because the pot season's starting soon. All of a sudden, all your tenants are going to be growing pot, I'm telling you. My tenant grows pot in his apartment in Oakland, says Dean. I said, take it out. He said, I got a permit to grow for my doctor, and I'm approved by the city. Drop dead. Can he get away with this? In Alameda County, if you have a physician's recommendation, you can possess up to six mature plants or 12 immature plants and eight ounces a pot. So if he's growing a couple of plants, it's okay. But once they start growing indoors, they get really big. It's a grow room. It's like they're turning your living room into a rainforest. I'd evict the guy. You don't want pots grown indoors. It just brings mold and water. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can have plants, but indoors, making it a grow room. And by the way, all of you landlords, you sign a lease. You can put in your lease. You may not. You agree not to grow marijuana indoors. You you want it outdoors? I don't want it outdoors either in Oakland because people are going to come and steal it and you're going to have problems. Good show today. We'll be back Monday with lots more.